When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're as cold as ice You're willing to sacrifice our love Hello everyone, welcome to the Ice Cold Takes Podcast. I'm your host, Joey DeMeckley, and today I'm joined by my good pals, Nick and Evan, uh, who want to clean up their room right as we're mm-hmm. doing this. I uh, couldn't mm-hmm. do it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, to talk about this last week of Rangers hockey, uh, lots of stuff. To talk about today uh we got Kreider we got Edstrom Blake Wheeler uh Igor Shesterkin and mm-hmm, so much mm-hmm. more there's a mm-hmm. lot of stuff here so tell us how are we doing on this fine Saturday afternoon can't complain happy Saturday just a weekend saying um I, I I'm a little scared for tonight just a bit yeah. casually just playing <laughs> you know one of the best teams in hockey with our number yeah. one goalie not playing the sharpest so yeah I don't know I'm also concerned, like, based on how the Rangers played the Bruins last time. I feel like the Bruins might come out with the floodgates open in the first period. It might be, like, shots might be, like, 20 to 5. I'd agree, but it's probably going to be a lot tighter uh, and a, because both these teams played yesterday. Or not tighter, mm-hmm. but it might be chaotic on both sides because both these teams played uh, played last night. And yeah. Austin went to a shootout, so the oh, Rangers so might have the edge in that. They're extra tired. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the Rangers played the Leafs on the on the after they were on a back to back, and the Leafs looked completely fine. Um, what's up? We Matt? won't talk what's about that. Last? No, no, yeah. no we, won't, we won't talk about that one. Yeah. Actually, that game, so, like, all right. So that first twenty minutes, that was like probably the worst twenty minutes the Rangers played. Uh, first, that's that was the worst first period they had all season. Mm-hmm. But then they got themselves back in the game, and then some bullshit call in the start of the third, like completely. Mm-hmm turn the game around like if, if that wasn't called i don't know man i think i think the leafs still win that game but i think the rangers get it might be closer it might be like five four or six five not seven yeah. three you know what it's I not mean? like yeah it's not like jv versus varsity it's maybe like the starters and jv versus the backups yeah. varsity or something i don't know what that referee was seeing though on that uh on that call referees in general though very interesting i didn't talk about that king's game mm-hmm. uh on the show because it happened on Sunday and I recorded it on Saturday. But uh what did you guys think of that? Like everybody's getting a misconduct. They're piling everybody into the box. Abanajag gets a misconduct. Fiala gets a misconduct. Trocheck's getting penalties. Lindgren's getting penalties. I mean that screamed over calling. Uh, that to me at least. I mean yeah, they were I consistent. Was I was surprised. Like they took mm-hmm. one from each team on those misconducts. Like they evened it out. I was like, all right, I mean that's one way of doing it. I just like wouldn't blow the whistle at all in the third period. Those refs were soft. They were just throwing guys out for chirping them. Like, right. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tim Peel was talking about that. Uh, what What was it in the NBA? Uh, Jokic, right? That's how you say the guy's name. Jokic. Oh yeah. 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 Got yeah. thrown out for saying something to the referee. That's crazy. That's I think it's ridiculous. You just get thrown out just because you don't agree with the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's usually how it goes, right? I mean, you can't upset people with egos, so. 
You just get tossed out for having an opinion. Matt says Schubert and Gustafson should be broken up tonight. They've been terrible the last two games. Yeah. I agree. I would like I would like to see Gustafson and Fox together. I just don't understand why they even broke up like the normal pairings. Like I was talking to Stat Boy Steven about it, and it's just like, why do they think it makes sense? Just because Miller's out, why do you have to break up the Gustafson Schneider pair? Why don't you just throw Jones with Truba? If that pair is more comfortable together, if Gustafson's more comfortable playing with Schneider, then just go ahead and keep them together. I don't understand why they have to break that pair up. I think if they're going to use Jones, they should just shelter him in the offensive zone. I'm talking like 75%, 85% of his starts have to be in the offensive zone because that guy's a wizard in the offensive zone. Like have we got anything about when Miller's going to come back today? I don't know, man. I, I don't want to speculate on. I that. haven't looked. Great. I don't want to look into. I don't want to look into like. I don't want to go on his account, like his Instagram account, and look at that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, this. yeah. I don't want to see people be like, "Oh, you're too soft" or something like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how people are reacting to that, so I just I don't want to get involved with that. I hope he's okay. That's kind of what I'm more concerned about. Yeah, I heard he. I heard he started skating again with the team, so that's a good thing. That's the thing that was weird. He skated with the team and then didn't play yesterday. That's mm-hmm. a little odd to me. Yeah, very it, odd. Yeah, it must be something. Something must be going on. But it could no, be like an anxiety thing. Yeah, whatever. It, like, let's just mm-hmm. let him let him ride. Like, he's a good guy mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I like him a lot. Uh, but speaking of people filling in, Adam Edstrom. How about that performance? Who's Adam Edstrom? Night? You mean? Uh, don't you mean Brian Bolo two point Ooh, that's a good. Con- it's an interesting comparison. Yeah, like that. it's a good size comparison. That guy was bodying people all over yeah. the ice last night. He Once his foot speed good. gets to the NHL level, he could be a this light is killing me. He could be a really effective fourth line center. And he maybe is. even maybe even a top nine guy. Maybe kind of like a power play two, park his giant ass in front of the net type deal. Who knows? But I like the way he played. And and he's putting up decent numbers in Hartford. And he put up decent numbers overseas as well. He has offense to his game. He's more than just a big gotsity. Dude, that's just out there. Like he's actually a, a talented hockey player. Laugh for MVP. Jones Schneider versus Boston's top line. The hydrogen bomb versus the coffee baby. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean that that pair is a dumpster fire too. Uh, they weren't as bad last night, but. Uh, they, they still just can't be a pair. And I would seriously, next time there's an injury or someone's out for whatever it is, I would seriously look at just giving Connor Mackey the minutes. Like, I'm at the yep. point where... Wait, what about Robertson? Or Robertson. I'm at the point where I would just... I, I don't care if they wave Zach Jones at this point. I really don't care. I, I just don't see it with him anymore on either side of the puck. Don't see what he brings at this point. And I don't see him as anything more than a seventh defenseman anymore. And what does it hurt to try someone else at this point? Because Gustafson, I don't think he could handle, uh, or at least him playing with Truba just hasn't worked. Like that pair, they were straight up dog shit last night. I'm not yeah, even, let's bad. not sugarcoat it. Like those two couldn't break the puck out at all. And then Gustafson, rough I don't know what, period. what'd you say? Rough first period. Terrible. Really bad. Really yeah, bad. Yeah, they period. were. <laughs> <clears throat> they were horrendous. I mean, the second period too was under Rayleigh a nightmare. It just gets covered up with Jonathan Quick bailing the team out. But standing on his head again, by the way. Yeah. He stood on his head and he really kept the Rangers in that game last night. And nobody talks about it because they look at oh, the Rangers had two goals after yep. that. 
period and the, uh, they didn't allow anything there in that second. That's great, but that was all Jonathan Quick making diving saves nonstop because there was countless times Jacob Truba was caught out of position. There was mm-hmm. countless times Gustafson was puck watching and those two need to be better, especially because I don't know what's happening with Gustafson. Ever since Fox came back, he's, been, he's yeah. not been the same. I, I don't know what it is. Is he more comfortable playing on the right side with Ryan Lindgren? I, I just don't know what it is. Mm. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I saw Gustafson make like a good play in the third period, I think it was, uh, when I rewatched the game. Also, by the way, ESPN Plus's quality, like when rewatching it, it's garbage. Like it buffers and it the quality goes to like a potato, like as you're watching it. So it goes from like 720 or 1080p and then it just dips down to like 144p. <laughs> and like you have to, there's like no option to like change the thing. So I have to like close out of the app, reopen it, and then it'll say like error retrieving content. I'm also using a VPN now. So uh, yeah, in, in the process of cutting the cord for uh for cable good screw but, cable yeah and screw honestly. subscriptions um for everything but back to what nick what what you were saying about like edstrom and on the mm-hmm. power play didn't they use Boyle on the power play a couple times yep. for that exact His giant thing? ass was always in front of them yeah net. just to keep him in front of the net like i think torch used him mm-hmm. you're hard pressed to find a goalie that could see over him yeah honestly like the the one shot i think panarin shot it and mm-hmm. Edstrom was screwed. Like the goalie, Dostal, Dostal, however you pronounce his name. The fact that we like, almost looked, made him look good would blow he, my he mind. Looked, he had to look so far over to the mm-hmm. right to get around that screen. And the puck came back to the other yep. side. Like Panarin was just like, I'm going to shoot this. It hit the crossbar, I think. I'm pretty sure that was the play. But Edstrom was like forced. And, and he also wasn't like, he didn't have stones for hand. No, he was. he was by no means ever like, when he was on the ice, it was never like, oh, God, just keep the puck away from me. It, it never felt like that. Whereas I think we have like three or four guys on the team where it's like, when they're on the ice, it's like, please keep the puck the F away from them. Edstrom didn't feel like that. It's kind of nice that we have another guy that came up, is going to play the role that he's put in pretty well. Might have a bad game or two, but overall, be a net positive and then get sent back down in favor of keeping out Gaudreau, Blake Wheeler, and whoever else we decide to trot out, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks. Laugh brings up a good point. If Heedle and Kako come back and Wheeler keeps up the play, I would be okay with getting a shutdown D-man Fuck rather Wheeler. than... Hang on, right. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Let's let's hear him out first. Blake Wheeler, this is very small sample size. Last two games played at 5v5. 71.11 Corsi 4 percentage. It's two goals, too, as well. Uh, 60% high danger chances for 80% goals 4 percentage. And before uh, that... I don't know before that. Trash. I know, but I know, I know. The the Rangers, I saw this, I saw that someone was posting about like Kako and how the Rangers are missing him. And it's like, all right, I understand that he was good defensively, but offensively he really wasn't contributing much. And um, if the team's missing Kako this much, there's bigger issues than mm-hmm. than just that. Well, I, I look at it as like you moving guys to play in spots that they weren't supposed to be playing in. Like, Benino wasn't supposed to be playing third-line minutes. No. He's right? been doing well, though. Trocek has been killing it, honestly. Love like, Trocek. he looks great. He looks great. He almost looks like a 1C. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, when you have Heedle out as well, that's that's tough. Because that, that second really power hurt. play unit, 
is like non-existent. Yeah. Essentially. You have like two AHLers and not Fox on there. <laughs> like Fox, right, right. No, no Miller. You know what I mean? And then when you don't have Heedle, then you don't have your one, two, three of Heedle, Zibanejad, Trocek, and then you can guarantee the top two D bears against your top two lines every single time. So you're not even exactly. getting matchups. Exactly. Exactly. I also have a problem with like how the Rangers, it, the Rangers are taking a lot of penalties. Honestly, like the first period, they took three penalties, mm-hmm. and that's bad because every penalty you take is two minutes where Panarin's not on the ice. Lafreniere is not on the ice. And that those are our best guys at 5v5. So I think the Rangers got to be a little bit more disciplined. I know the penalty kill is like a strength of the team. But if they cut out the penalties, they spend more time on offense. You know? So, and well, they did draw a lot. They, team too, yeah. So. Yeah. They drew a lot too. But Anaheim is like, they had their young team. So it came out with a lot of energy in that first period. And, you know, the Rangers, they weathered the storm. And the Islanders suck. So. You know, I just had to throw that out there. Like, you know, the island because <laughs> uh, they were talking about how the previous game, the Ducks, like, had a really good match against the the Islanders. Uh, they went up like two nothing or something. But then the Rangers didn't allow more than one goal. Yeah, they allowed a lot of chances, but you know, I think Rangers that's what's concerning, dude. Is because I think if you have an average goalie playing an average game against the Ducks, the score is the other way around. I think that's how much Quick bailed us out. And if Quick's not making those, those saves, yeah. you're not getting the momentum change. Like, if we're really going to rely on Quick and Shesterkin both being well above average goalies for the entirety of the season plus playoffs, probably it's not, not going to get very it's far. It's not a sustainable formula for success. No. We've seen it no, it's far not. too often. We've seen I it. I mean, we've seen it our entire lives as Rangers fans. I mean, we we watched up watching Henrik Lundqvist carry mediocre teams further than, than they should have been, mm-hmm. and it never got addressed. Like I, we watched Rangers teams who were beyond content with saying Derek Stepan was a first line center. I don't think at any point in his career was he ever that. <laughs> amongst amongst other glaring issues, like, I mm-hmm. I didn't follow the Rangers as closely as I do today. When when Stepan was, was on the team, but at no point did I ever think like Stepan was our first line center. It was. I started watching the <laughs> like, Rangers. Yeah, like on a technicality, like a, yeah, he's no. playing first line minutes, but he's not a. He's not gonna, like a, a Crosby. You know what I mean? I'm gonna tell you right now. I be, I started watching the Rangers like to the point where I could physically remember watching games in around 2007 when I was in second grade. I don't think at any point in my tenure as a Rangers fan have we ever had a true number one center ever. Not Michael Nylander. No, because uh, he was Michael Nylander was great on any other team in the league. I don't know if he's a number one center. He kind of mm. got carried by Yager a little bit. But, no, Nylander was sick. I loved Michael Nylander. I just I never thought he was a number one center for the Rangers. I don't think we've had a mm-hmm. true number one center. And when I say you have a number one center, that means you're putting that center against every other number one center in the league, and he's winning 65 to 70% of those matchups. And I don't think we've ever had that. Nope. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to acquire that because it's only, like, one way, really, that you have to do it. Like, think about it. Where did these guys come from? Where does Matthews, where does Crosby, where did McKinnon all come from? The draft. Yeah, I'm but, not good at that. Yeah, not very exactly. good at that. Exactly. Like, the Rangers are good with their depth picks, historically, but... But, yeah, let's atrocious. just watch four, four straight top ten picks. That's that, what I mean. That's, 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 that's what I mean. Pretty that's atrocious fantastic. when it comes... How do you do that? How do you Dude. miss on your, your top picks? Like, that, it doesn't make much sense to me. It's yeah, like let, let's but they're just... perfectly fine with, like, fifth, lower than 15. Like, anything nope. that's, like, 15 or lower. 
is fine. Yeah, let's just go out and trade up to draft Elias Anderson, even though we wanted <laughs> Elias Pettersson. Let's just do that. Yeah. Let's draft Vitaly Kravtsov because, you know, why go out and get, like, why go out and help your defense too? Why go out and get, like, Evan Bouchard or Noah Dobson? Well, Imagine them never, on this team. That was never a thing, though. In that or, or why get Wallstrom, Wallstrom too? Wallstrom was the thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they could have got Dobson or Bouchard. And imagine that we're not talking about Jacob Truba's contracts right now. We're definitely not. Um, then you have what Will commented. Why go out and get Jack Eichel, who would have been the perfect number one center? Why do that? And then not mm. a center. Why go out and get an elite talent when, okay, maybe the Pagolos were stubborn about giving up Jack Eichel to the Rangers. And, right. Why not give the same offer, at least a similar one, to Kachuk? It just makes zero sense, the go. logic. There you go. Right. Exactly. That's your ice cold take. Like, honestly, like, or Elias Pettersson was a free agent. He was an RFA. You wouldn't, did you see what he he was offered? He took $7 million. What's the compensation mm-hmm. on that? First, second, and a third? Whatever is what it, is, it is. I don't know. If you didn't want to give up the assets for Eichel, why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you give up three picks for When for was Pettersson an RFA? The same offseason as uh, Eichel, mm-hmm. the Eichel trade rumors. Gallant's first season. So 21 the the off season before the 21-22 season. So that's essentially then Brennan Othman that would have been out. Mm-hmm. And then they Who's didn't the have second? they didn't have their second round pick. That's okay. There you go. And their third round pick they they didn't Are, have that either. So that second round pick did they trade it before the season or did they trade it That's a good question, but they didn't have their third either, but with their second round pick Okay, find it. Um yeah, that was uh that was already gone. Um, or no, wait, yeah, it was because they traded it with Mark Stahl to clear up that contract huh. because great oh, GMing, yeah, yeah, great GMing because we have to go out and overpay Mark Stahl. Uh, their third round pick, they traded that on uh, on draft day though, so fine, like that one they still had, but yeah, they lost their second round pick because they had to move it to uh, get off of the Mark Stahl contract. God, like that bothers me too. I Kachuk too would have been a would have been a a really uh, a really good one to go after. Yeah. Even like the following off season when he got ended up getting traded to Florida, that's a game changer. That's the guy that you would want. Yeah, and I love Brennan Hoffman, but he's not Matthew Kachuk. He is not Elias Pettersson. Like, I would have been more than okay with them giving up that compensation to go right. out and get uh and get him because realistically you lose out on Hoffman. You didn't have your second, so who knows what that would have been. And then the third rounder, it was the guy who went in that spot because it ended up getting the Washington, that pick, Brent Johnson. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just be straight up. I, I don't know who that is. I don't think that we'd be crying over losing Brent Johnson. And then if you want to look at the guy who went in the second round, uh, Dallas took Artem Gershon- Gershnikov. Don't know who that is either. And then Brendan Othman. I yeah. don't know. Like, go out and make an aggressive move. Like, that's something that I feel this team has truly been hesitant, like, hesitant on. Yeah, and it's just like, you got to do it sometimes. Like, the Colorado Avalanche, they go out and make an offer to get Nazem Kadri. In retrospect, they didn't give up that much. But at the time, everyone's like, wow, they give up Tyson Barry, who's a solid defenseman. They give up depth and Alex Kerfoot, and then they give up draft capital. 
okay, but teams that tend to get the better player in these trades usually win the trades. Just go out and <laughs> just go out and get the guy. It, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. To yeah, me. yeah. And Colorado might look to get a center too. Again, uh, I forget who who was they were rumored to go after, but like you got to you got to swing for it. You gotta give it a shot. It's hard. It's hard now though because of the Rangers cap situation. They well, had yeah. a chance. They had the chance, but now it's they, they don't have it anymore because. I talked about this with Steven too, about how like poorly constructed this roster is from a cap standpoint. Like you got two right shot defensemen making more than 8 million. Uh, They have no forwards in their prime either. Like, yeah, Panarin's playing like he's in his prime, but they have no forwards in their prime. Uh, All of them are over 30. And then you have the forwards that are still way too young. I would argue that Kreider is in his prime. He's never played the way he's playing right now. I guess if you want to argue that, but there's still way too much inconsistency and he just doesn't play. To me, I'd argue he played better when he was younger still. Like, really? Even if he wasn't putting I up the points, I like the way that he played more. Uh, maybe not exactly. Well, when he first came up, yes, I, I liked his play then. But right before he got the extension too, I liked his play a bit, but. I don't know. I mean, that 52-goal season, that was an outlier. Oh, dude, that was crazy. That was an I'd outlier. He might have it again. He, he he's kind of pacing decently it. right now. What is he at goal-wise? He's, he's at 16 goals. He's at 16? He just he just passed Graves for third all-time in Rangers goals. Which, by the way, you know how sad that is that your third highest scorer of all-time only has 200-something goals? I know. That is so embarrassing. Because the Rangers are a franchise built on goaltending. Yeah, that's a damn Yeah, change. and it still continues. And to go back to the roster construction standpoint, you have your one, two, three, four centers making a ridiculous amount of money combined. Although Barca Goudreau doesn't even play center anymore, so they had to just go out and get Nick Benino. But if you include Barkley Goudreau in that, you have Heedle too, you have Trocheck, and then you have Zabanjad. None of these guys are really true number one centers either. So you have four centers on the book and not one of them is really a number one center. And Trocek, yeah, he's playing great right now, but you can't sit here and convince me he's a number one guy. Um, he's playing like then, it this year. Yeah, I, I mean, I would like to see more from that line in particular from the past few games. I think Lafreniere has been kind of invisible. I think yes, that line 5v5 yeah. has been very invisible For- lately, and a lot of the production from Panarin and, uh, and Trocek are coming on the power play lately. I understand that, you know, Lafreniere hasn't had any goals in the last 11 games. I think that's the stat. He has one goal in his last 14 or 15. Mm. But he's still doing a lot. I I still notice him out there, actually. He's very great. The one thing thing that he works with with Panarin, he's a retriever. He's a puck retriever. Panarin has has not had a good line mate since Foss, pretty much, or Blackwell. Calm block. <laughs> he has it. You know, like, like, no, you're not through. wrong. Like a consistent like a yeah, consistent no, line mate that could get him the puck. Think about it. I understand Lafreniere's not scoring points, but he's making really good passes. He's very aggressive. He's on definitely the getting him the puck. Yeah. He's giving Panarin the puck. I know, haven't seen not- it with I haven't seen it with him lately. I, I don't think he's been playing great. I like have. he had he had like one good shift, really, I can remember from last night's game, uh, where I think it was in the second period. He clears the puck from the crease. The Rangers get a rush the other way. Goudreau draws a penalty, and then Lafreniere gets a breakaway, doesn't yeah. score on it. But that was like the 
only sh- memorable shift I have from Lafreniere last night. Outside of that, I can't even really point to recently him playing like a, I can't remember, a respectable effort. Maybe the Kings game. Maybe that game. He played well. Byfield, I think, outplayed him. Byfield, and god damn, that I didn't see them now. use the. I didn't see them use the trap that much when they were at the very beginning of the season when they were using the trap. That's how they were getting their offense. I almost feel like they yeah. should do that. Teams again. have kind of figured it out already, though. Like, it might have to change it up a little bit because I think I think part of the reason why it's we're not as effective as we were despite injuries is that teams, you know, that's what Don the NHL. Said. That's what so Don said. Yeah, dude, it's the NHL. Teams aren't like going into games blind. There is plenty of film and plenty of scouting done prior to games. This is this is not a matter of oh no, suddenly we can't shut teams down. It's no teams just figured out how to get around the same system you've been using since game one. Just got to change it up a little bit. I don't think adjustments. I think it's a bit of that, but I also think that they're just they're not playing the same way. They're not like their breakouts have gotten worse, which is causing them to be on their heels so much, Mm -hmm. and what's causing them to be in the D zone too much and they're getting exploited there. And then they're also realizing Igor is not playing the same way he has lately. So let's just go ahead and throw pucks on net. You get a rebound because his rebound control has been horrendous this year. And then you get a broken play and then you get the goal regardless. So I think it's a lot to do with that. And then also I'm in the minority with uh, thinking that, you know, Phil Peedle, well, I shouldn't say I'm in the minority. I should say that I'm in the majority with Phil Peedle, uh being such a huge loss. You're losing a huge yeah. possession player. One of the best ways to play defense is being in the offensive zone more, and they just have not really done that either. And you're also having defensemen trying to pinch too much, and it's causing way too many odd man rushes to the point where they can't even set up in the 1-3-1. So I just think they need to all around clean up their game and find their way back to what they were Mm. doing in October because there's a lot of mistakes happening night in and night out. And I'm very concerned. Uh, I'm definitely concerned. Like nine high danger chances against at 5v5 in the second Mm. period of last night's game against the Anaheim Ducks. If Quick didn't bail them out last night, I mean, if it was a good team, they would have. it would have been a way closer game if Quick didn't bail them out too. I agree. Why is my page unresponsive here? I'm looking at it on I'm looking at it on natural stature. Yeah, they gave up ten for the game. That's only wait. What was it's it? so bad. The I Ducks have scored the fourth least amount of goals in the, the league. The third period they shut it down great. Yeah, like, the third that's period. Something... That's one that's a strength of the Rangers this season. I gotta say, like the third periods have been really good. I mean, you could hang your hat on it um last night. Like that's one thing you could really take away as a big positive is they, they showed they could shut down uh, the Ducks last night and they allowed the one high danger chance. If I had to guess, it was that one. I forgot who it was, but Gustafson again, like I was saying, puck watching led to it because of a terrible breakout attempt by Truba. Gustafson goes puck watching and then there's a chance right in front of the net uh, that Quick makes a big stop on. But outside of that, they played a good third. They played a really good third, uh, but... I, I still want to see a lot more a, a lot more from this team on the defensive side. Like seven high danger chances. It says I guess it updated in the second. That's still not acceptable. It's, it's just complete, not. It's a complete Dude. flip from what, what it was. When we went to that game against Carolina, it was all defense. Yeah. It was all defense. It was we were worried. Show. We were worried about five on five. All of us. So yeah. The three of us were like, I don't feel caught. We were like, yeah, the Rangers just they don't have it offensively. 
No, now, but it was a like, defensive master. Over, we own yeah, them defensively. Yeah, we did. That's why I was confident in that game. Like, I was like, all right, all the Rangers need to do is keep, obviously, keep playing the way that they were playing defensively, but they got to get one goal at even strength because no one's taking a penalty in the third period. They have to win that battle, and they coolly got that goal. But you fast forward a little over a month, and it's complete reversal. The Rangers are very good um, offensively, 5v5. They get a lot of chances, mm-hmm. but they also give up a lot. It's like every single game, like within the past 10 games, is like they get 15, but they give up 10 high-danger chances. It's, it's pretty crazy, like looking at it. It, it's nuts. And a lot of those games were against bad teams. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to Mike Kelly from NHL Network next week, and I got to ask him if it's like, is this a matter of the Rangers playing up or down? Are they being figured out? Combination of everything? Do they suck defensively? Like, What's the deal here? You know what it's I mean? It's really like, just... I don't know if there was like a change uh, in how much more aggressive they wanted to play offensively, but I, I truly still feel it's like the defensemen are taking almost too many chances at times and i agree i think not just that i think they're also reading the plays poorly like you had that one pinch against washington from keandre miller yeah yeah he had no business pinching there he had no business pinching there they need to find a way to play like they did against la and every time like the beginning of the season like you said the issue was they were not doing enough 5v5 offensively now Mm -hmm. it's the ass opposite and i was saying it all year just they need to find a way to get the perfect mix of both going where they're getting that 5v5 offense and they're still playing good defense. I, for one, would rather them play more of a defensive game because that's the way you win in the playoffs. Like, look yeah. at how far that took the Islanders. Their, their best goal scorer was arguably Jordan Eberle at the time. So I I would just prefer for them to play that way, but that's just me. It's probably going to be like they got to play situationally because these are not defensive players at all. Like mm-hmm. this is not a team that could sit in the trap for 60 minutes. Right. Like Zabanajad is not going to going to do that the entire game. Like if you get a one or two goal lead, yeah, shift to that. Exactly. Do that. That's I, even more concerning than I want to feel that way. I want well I I know they create offense out of their the defense based on how they played in the beginning of the season. That's how they were doing it. Lots of neutral zone turnovers they were forcing. Odd man rushes or even man rush, whatever you want to call it. Rushes going back the other way, and that's how they were getting their offense and then creating long shifts in the offensive zone, which is not what they were doing last year. Mm-hmm. Last year it was just like, I don't know what the hell we're doing. Let's just put the lines in a blender and call it a day. That's what I like about Laviolette. He doesn't change anything up, really. Right. Keeps it, keeps it consistent. I mean, like, all right, the Rangers are winning. I understand, like, there's concern that they're not playing the way that they should be playing. There's flaws with the team, absolutely. There's flaws with a lot of other teams. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, Tampa Bay's not in the playoffs right now. That still you know blows I mean? my mind. That's, That's crazy. Have a Carolina, Carolina, the other day I was checking. They were out of a playoff spot. That was a bad pick by Nick, by the way. I picked them to win the President's Trophy, dude. Oh, yeah. I was Carolina? I was with you on the Carolina bandwagon. Dude, I thought the Canes were going to be sick. Yeah. I, I was I was more so feeling that because I thought they, they got better in that day. Dude, I mean, they literally, instead of losing guys, they just added Orlov. Sveshnikov comes back off in- injury, and they sign. Uh, Michael Bunting, and they've just been terrible. 
just dude, they're fourth. I mean, I say terrible. They're fourth in the metro, but in in terms of point percentage in the metro, they're sixth. It's still early. Like Man. the Flyers are in a spot. And so are the Capitals spot. too. Yeah, the Rangers win think- today. I mean, we're 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 back atop the NHL in both points and point percentage. This is not like I I agree that there's flaws. Like this is not me saying that they're a dog shit team. They're not going to be able to compete with anyone. But like I realistically, I watch a team like the Florida Panthers play, and they just play, they just play a way better game. Like yeah. they just play a way better game. You watch any of these teams out west, especially the a team like the Kings, Dallas, who we saw it against Nashville, it. dude. Yeah, it's just like I watched some of these teams play just a way better game than the Rangers. And I just, I'm just confused more than anything as to what happened from what we saw in early November and October to what we're seeing now. I I just, it's gotta be, (laughs) I mean, outside of the injuries, like, but that's a lot to ask for out of the players. You know what I mean? Like that's two guys. That's two guys out of your top 12 forwards. The structure shouldn't break this much though, just because you lost a couple guys. Like you still got to, you gotta stick to your system. Yeah. You gotta That's be able to stick to it. That it. It fell apart, and it fell apart fast. Yeah, like the uh, the wheels came off just so quick, dude. Like it, it felt like we didn't even get a chance to respond. They've underrated at a poor last month. Like if they played a better team last night, you could argue they lose that game, or it's at least yep. close. And then you play Boston tonight, you lose that. All of a sudden, they're one in five in their last six, and then people are more concerned. It's just that a lot of things have masked the issues. And it's a tale as old as time, goaltending masking the issues at points yeah. with this defense. But you know what's crazy? It's like just quick that's masking the issues. It's not Shesterkin because Shesterkin yeah. has been yeah. giving up a lot of goals. So are you guys like concerned with Shesterkin? I know I, I'm not. I'm, I'm I think he's too good that. really to be concerned about. It does suck. Um, we're pretty fortunate that Quick's playing as well as he is now because if Quick played – like preseason Jonathan Quick, we might be talking about us being sixth or seventh in the Metro. I agree. Uh, this team's nowhere near where they are. Like Jonathan Quick has stole so many games for this team. And I, I'm not saying that Igor's, you know, a terrible goalie. Like I still think he's a great goalie. I, I think the whole Lundqvist comparisons need to stop though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it it needs to I stop. Agree. People let need him, to stop expecting... Yeah, people need to stop expecting something that he's not. He's a good goalie when he's at his best. Could be an elite goalie, but he's not going to be what Lundqvist is. So people need to lower the expectations there. But there is definitely concern. There's way too many rebounds being left open. His high glove is getting exposed way too much. That Connor Timmons goal, he was completely guessing on it. The third goal that Toronto scored happened because he couldn't he couldn't stop the initial shot. Then the rebound comes. It's a broken play. There's way too many of that happening with Igor. I'm not overly concerned because I think he can bounce back. The thing that concerns me the most about him is how much he's in his own head at times. Yeah. Like he needs to he needs to lighten up on himself. Like you could tell he's visibly frustrated at yeah. times. That post game too. He needs to mentally just keep it together and you know realize the fans have his back. And that he'll be he'll be fine. Like he could get back to his game, and you know that will actually. I actually have a nice cold take about Igor. So, so I I, I did my homework. I, I wanted to come prepared for the ice cold We're take this do it time. Right now, okay, here we, we could. Go. 
Ice cold take, an accurate statement backed by facts and observations that is solid in nature, similar to a block of ice, i.e. spot on claim. Go for it. My ice cold take is that Igor Shosturkin bounces back and the Rangers goaltending tandem wins the Jennings Trophy. That's my ice cold oh, take. You stole mine! Holy crap, man! I, you read me like a wow. book! Predictable day. I, predictable day! day. I, I am so proud right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my ice cold take. I think that Shosturkin's too good to, to not rebound. And, 100%. No, I'm not... I'm not someone that's overly concerned. I know most people are, but has he been bad? Yeah, I mean, there's no way around it, but I, I truly think that everything will be fine. And I think once the team, if they could start playing better in front of him, that would go a long way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel the same way. Um, I was going to say Jennings Trophy, and then I saw like the struggles, and it's like, okay, I don't know. There's still time in the season, though. For I think that's within reason like that's that's certainly possible definitely is especially with the way the goaltending has been this year yeah exactly exactly yeah the shesterkin i'm not concerned with him like i just hope that laviolette doesn't be like all right quick's the starter now like because that would that would just mess things up just trust benny alaire and he'll fix i I wouldn't be opposed to giving quick extra starts yeah, for now until Igor snaps that. back into it, though. I but yeah, like that. in terms of anyone saying quick, the number one goalie, this and that. No, I'm not there yet with yeah. it. Um, talk to me come February. If Igor's still struggling and quick still playing this way, then, you know, then we could have that conversation for right now, though. You got to just let Igor get into some of these games. I would have gave him last night still, give him the lesser yeah. opponent, but that's just me. You might see Shesterkin come out fi- like on fire for this game. You, you so. I hope so. We will be there. Yeah. Uh, I need that more than anything, some might say. Last season, <laughs> that stretch where he was struggling, you guys remember that, right? It was it was it was a pretty bad stretch in like February into March ish. I think mm-hmm. um early February, I think it was. But someone was saying like he was a fraud because he, uh, of the the Vezina season was was fraudulent. I was like, dude, calm down. Just it wasn't no fraudulent. People could be quiet. Like he was legit good that year. Is right. he gonna play that level? No, no. People are just unrealistic. Like they see that once and they think, oh, that's the goalie. He could be all the time. It was yeah, unreal what he did. And there's a reason people were talking about him being a Hart Trophy candidate because right. it's so rare to see a goaltender. That have well. that type of season it was dominic hoshik levels yeah. yeah like those stats were not replicable in nhl history you've never seen that before that no. 935 save percentage you kidding me no That's and anyone crazy. that thought that was possible to happen again then like good on you that's what <laughs> that's when you. people were like oh is he the next lungquist is he like can he be better than lungquist i'm like dude it's only one season like that's lungquist played that way 15 seasons in a row like yeah that's yeah. hard to do man like i mean i get he's a great goaltender i still think like, he's a top three goal in the league when he's being lundquist though that's hard to do man that's just it's damn near there's impossible. a reason lundquist is considered the best of his generation like yeah. mm-hmm. people can expect that especially when the goaltending competition when guys are at their best is so tough you have Ilya sorokin in the same division as you you have Andre Vasilevsky, who just doesn't go away. Um, and then you have a bunch of other goalies like Connor Hellebuck, who's still hanging around. Jake yep. Ottinger's on the up and up. Like, there's so much good goaltending in the league. Uh, 
and people just need to lower their expectations with him. If he could just be like a nine fifteen to nine twenty guy, yeah, then I'm I'm more yeah. than comfortable. Yeah, more than I, comfortable. I agree. I agree. I I agree with you too. What you said before that he's got to calm down a little bit. Like he gets in his own head. Like he's swinging yeah. the stick, like breaking his stick and stuff. You know what I mean? Like just all right, relax, relax, Igor. Take a breath. Yep. Take a breath. Fix it in practice. Yep. We got you. Like we're we're behind. Like fans, we're, we're we got to be behind him because yeah. he's he's been great. Like he's arguably the most important part of the the team. Like they need him. You don't have him more like, than anything. At his best. It's that's it. There is no there is no window for the Stanley Cup. I need it more than anything. Yes. Oh man. Um, uh, Nick, do you have an ice cold take? Yeah, the Rangers aren't going to make a move until the month of the deadline, which I don't want to say that, but it's the truth. <laughs> you said that so. Like, like, this negative guy day. here, dude. It's oh such an and I, I hate it, but I mean, dude, just even with all these fucking injuries, I how the fuck when when the Lightning put Kucherov up on LTIR, they could do all that shit. Because, Why can't we do anything with right. our LTIR? What's the difference? What am I missing? Because- uh, what you're missing is that. The Rangers are gonna just uh, do the Brian Cashman this year. Maybe they're going to get Phil Pedel back. They're gonna get Capo Caco back and be like, "Oh, hooray! Our deadline acquisitions, yep, the Mets done. special too." Jacob Degrom back, mission accomplished. We got our trade deadline acquisition done. Look at that. We didn't give up an asset. It sucks. The I do something, bro. I'm- I think it's because they know that they're coming back. They know with certainty that they're going to come back before the, the regular season ends. If they, I don't, they could know come that, back tomorrow and there would still be issues that need solving. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know if it's that as much as I think that maybe with uh, it, it's just the fact that it's hard to make a trade in December. Like maybe they don't want to rush a move just to make a move, which, you know, I could respect that, but you, you got at least, I, I hope at least they're making phone calls. Like they got to. <laughs> They gotta yeah, like go. Seeing what's around, who might become available. They need to get a defenseman this year. I like. We didn't even address what we talked about before. Brain Schneider, he's he's dog shit. He's like sorry. The, he's like the Delzato. It feels like like that, like somebody made that comparison in my post game a couple nights ago. That he's the modern day Michael Delzato. He peaked. He came up, peaked early, looked great, and then just started to tail off more and yeah. more as the seasons went along. I, <laughs> and funny enough, I remember being so pissed at Delzado. Like, I remember wanting to trade him. I'm like, this guy sucks. Let's get rid of him. Please trade him. Please trade him. And then they finally traded him and they got Klein back. But I like, I'm that crazy. way with it's Schneider. Like, it's kind of feeling like it's coming full circle here. Yeah, I'm that way with Schneider. I'm uh, I'm out on Schneider. Uh, we, I'm going to be honest. To, we just need to find the Kevin Klein version. In 2024 or 2023, whenever they decide, if they the decide. The problem is there's not a lot of good defensemen up on the market. Like a guy that's outside of Chris Tanev, another guy that's mm. interesting me is Alexander Carrier. I think Alexander Carrier could be a nice little add for the third pair. Um, he's, he's not going to. He's an option. He's an option. Yeah. Uh, it Nashville's doesn't have to be Jack Nashville's got to have somebody. I, I mean, do, I don't only, always the defense. only defenseman that. The only two defensemen that might be available on Nashville are Dante Fabro, but he's an RFA, so I'm not sure if they're nah. going to want to give him up, and he's 25. Nah. Don't think that's happening. But nah. Alexander Carrier is a UFA. That's realistic. And if you look at his metrics, he's usually in the positives uh, 
when it comes to his defensive side of things, um, which is something that you need. You, you need that more than anything. You need someone that's going to play good defense on that third <laughs> pair because Schneider, he's not cutting it. No. He's just not cutting it. And I think Tanev is still the, a good ad. I know that uh, Matt in the chat brought up, I think it was Sean Walker as an option. Sean Walker yeah, would be a very him. good ad. Yeah, that, that was the one we talked about. His metrics were ridiculous. I don't know if they still are, but... Yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> He's good. Sean Walker? Yeah, Sean Walker's great. He's on the Kings, right? Uh, no, he's on Philly now. Ooh. All right. Well, we got to wait and see if Philly's... Well, uh, yeah, Philly will have to tail off for that to happen, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to send his chart in the, the Twitter group chat if you want to put it up on uh, on screen right now. But Oh, you could share. I'll give you permission. Is there a way I could just put the picture up? Because I I saved it as a screenshot. Alrighty. Uh, just send it to me. That's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just send it in the group chat. But yeah, his his charts unreal. Like that would be that would be a good ad if they could go out and get yeah. Sean Walker. Um I don't know who else really they could get outside of that. There's just no one available. I mean, this is gonna be a really crappy deadline. Yeah, uh, the this deadline's gonna be boring, and like some of the trades are already happening early, so it's probably gonna be boring. But hopefully, somehow the Rangers surprise us with if they can find a way to get Sean Walker and Andrew Mangiapane, we will be there if it's possible. Is it sharing, I can't dude. Talk. Yeah, he would be sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there. Yeah, Sean Walker. That's good. Yeah. Uh, stop sharing. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was that's good. Uh, yeah, blue, blue, good numbers, blue. Dude. Yeah. Um. Well, I have my ice cold take, and uh, some of you guys are probably not gonna like it. Oh gosh. But I think it needs to be said. I'm All right. So, so the extent of the reaction by some fans to the Rangers' flaws when they lose is not in line with what the team has done this season. That's oh. why me and probably a lot of other people get mad. Like, don't don't oh. get me wrong. Complain about the team. By all oh. means. But it's not the end of the world. No, Would you, I, agree? I, Would you agree with that? Like, it's not I, the end of the world? Well, here's the thing. The problem that I have with the some of the fans that are like, oh, it's okay, don't worry, is the fact that they try to gatekeep you if you're critical yeah. of the team. Okay, and like, all right, all right. I, I agree, the, I agree. Those yeah, are the yeah. people that are like, oh, like you're that. not a real fan if you no, talk no. bad on the team. No, that no. I don't like, but <laughs> way too positive D, Matt's in chat. <laughs> <laughs> positive D. <laughs> way too positive D. <laughs> but, Come on! First place! First place, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say be here and be like, oh, you're less of a Rangers fan. Let's cancel. Right. I don't like you. I'm not gonna be friends with you. You don't like Kreider and Zabanajad. You don't like that they hug. (laughs) You're not a Rangers fan. I'm not gonna be like that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, all right, this team is dog shit. No, they're not dog shit. They're just playing bad. They're still a top team. Like, all right, maybe not a cup contender, a playoff team. But yep. when you get to the playoffs, yeah. anything could happen. I'd ra- right. like I said last week, I'd rather be a playoff team and and you know just you see what happens. See what happens. That's what the 2013-14 Rangers were. You look at the Phillies, they just snuck in there. 
And they yep. went on a, a, a miracle run, almost won the World Series. All these teams that win the President's Trophy, like Boston last year, Tampa Bay against Columbus, that 18-19, uh, they, the, they got their ass kicked. The, they got the a comment on from, their back. The comment from Laugh is exactly why people like him, people like me, people like Matt, and all of us lose our minds is because of the fact that when they lose, it is bad. Like, they're not even yeah. in they're not even in a close game with who they're playing. It's if they played a tight defensive game or, you know, they it, it, say it's a shooting match and, you know, they just lose at, at least it's you like could be like, five. yeah, at least you could be like, all right, fine. The other team was okay. just there that day, yeah, but like it's a seven that they three. blown out. I mean, five, one to Ottawa and they suck. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one, like the, the that was terrible two to Ottawa. That was a bad one. That's a, that was a really poor effort by the Rangers. I'm not going to even terrible. argue that. Yeah, that like those – that's the issue. If they were in closer games, especially defensive games, like that would be like – then I'd be like, all right, fine. It just wasn't their night. But it's the fact that with the way they're losing games, that just concerns me. They're kind of boring too. Like, I mean, am, am I wrong in saying that the Rangers are kind of a boring team? Right oh, now? no, you're not wrong. The Garden's a library this year. Every game I'm at, <laughs> it's a it, – there's – that I'm not, quiet. I, I don't want to say I'm not looking forward to games. That's not true. I always look forward to Ranger games. But when I watch them, I don't feel like I'm getting like excited while watching them. No, like there will be the occasional where it's like, oh, the Rangers get a big power play. Like right. you get hyped about that. But right. Or they'll have the occasional bullshit penalty. Everyone in the crowd chanting asshole yeah. at the ref. And then they have a big kill and the crowds on their feet. But that, yeah, that's really. It's not a lot of excitement. It's a very vanilla. 1920 was a, it was a good year, like excitement wise for the Rangers. Like the fans were always into the games. 21, 22, they were always in the games as well. Yeah. I agree with you guys. This year I have, not yeah, it hasn't been as fun, I feel and like. And I also, I'll, I'll, I'll agree about the blowout, the blowout things, but the Rangers have shown resiliency this year. Yes. They have had a lot of comeback, comeback games. But if you want me to be negative, like I, I could tell you about how the season reeks to me. This reeks a bit of the 15-16 season in a way to me, where it feels like they'll make the playoffs. Feels like they'll make the playoffs, but when they get in, I just have my concerns because of the way that they play. Like, I hope I'm wrong. And like, you know, fine, it's only December. They could turn it around come January, February, March, make their deadline acquisitions and get back to playing the right way. Fine. But with the way they're playing right now, if the playoffs started today or if they keep playing this way throughout the remainder of the season. I I don't think they beat Florida. I don't think they could I, I have concerns about playing the Islanders even. Like that's just me. If the Rangers play the way they play against the top teams, like I showed you those stats the other day. It's really crazy. Like they play, they play way up, better play against games uh, teams like the top teams than they do yep. against the bottom teams. It's crazy. They Play gave level up like their opponent almost 20 time. high danger chances to San Jose, which is like the worst team in the league, one of the worst teams in the league, and they only give up five to LA. Like how? How? Dude, it's it's fucking bizarre. But if they play like the way they played against Boston or against like that LA game, they, the way they played against LA, if they play like that in the playoffs. That LA game, yeah. Yeah, if they play, if they could that find like mid game, yes, though. So you don't know if they're going to be able to do that. That's the biggest issue is like, like I said in the group chat, and like I've said in nauseum, is consistency with the score seems to be their Achilles heel. And I just, we're three coaches in, and it still feels more of the same. 
Yeah, I, I'm hoping they could change it, but it just worries me. It just worries me the inconsistency taking periods off. Uh, it's it can't fly. It, mm. it just can't. And they're not going to play a full sixty night in night out. Uh, it, it's unrealistic. But they need to at least be playing close to that and like giving a respectable effort right. at the very least. When you were brought up fifteen sixteen, I thought you were going to say like in terms of how they started the season and then how it kind of tapered off at the end. I mean, that, that too, like a, a bit of both. Like because that, it's a combination of both things, to be honest with you. 15-16, was that the year Lindbergh came up? Or was that 16 16 was the, was the second year of Yandel. We got yes. Eric Stahl at the deadline. Yes. And like <laughs> it was like, oh, it's going to be the Kevin Hayes, Rick Nash, Eric Stahl line. That never even happened. And just the Rangers just sucked. And they got waxed by Pittsburgh in round one. Yeah. They got molested. Like it was like to the point where it, you could have called the cops. It was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Like, they they should have got swept. They went into yeah. both of those seasons, 15, 16, and 16, 17, with like hunger. Like you could see yep. like the way Lundquist was playing, how the players were. We're going for, for offense and stuff like that. They were a very hungry team. I think and, a big ball drop too was sixteen seventeen when we lost to Ottawa. We should have oh won that God. we should have won that series against Ottawa. Oh, I think if we beat Ottawa, I think we have a good chance against Pittsburgh. And I don't that think we lose. Would have been another six, that would have been another six seven game series. They yeah. fumbled so many chances, like not capitalizing too on bad opponents closing series out quicker, like Philly in twenty fourteen. That should not have went seven games. They should have. They should have. That, that was terrible. They, the, that was so bad. No, Philly was, a, Philly was a bad team. They should have won in five very easily. Yeah. That was. That shouldn't have even been a series. First game of the season, best all-around game. Uh, uh, was, yeah. I think the L.A. game was really good, man. Yeah, I think the L.A. game was one of the would, best games I've ever seen because, the Rangers like, play. And I'm, I'm saying that because they played a really good team. Like I Buffalo, you say, can't compare it to LA. I would say Buffalo's up there. I loved the game against Arizona, the LA game too. Yeah, those are like my top three. I'd probably rank it. I'd probably agree with you. I'd go LA, Arizona, Buffalo in terms of the efforts, or maybe flip Buffalo and Arizona. But that Boston game in terms of entertainment, though, that was for entertainment, yeah. But uh, for me, for me, I was uh, you know biting my fingernails hearing I I Bruin fans. Yeah. In in the good. crowd, I sing would. their shitty ass gold song. So like that wasn't fun. I didn't even hear that. Did you guys hear? They were trying to do a quick chant last night. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear what. What was it? What were uh, they so, trying to say? Was it so quickie or JQ? At first, it was quickie. Then some some fans started chanting Johnny. I'm like, which one are we fucking going with? <laughs> like, hmm. they couldn't make up their minds. I don't know if people miss Jasper Foss, so they wanted to stop chanting quickie. But yeah, it, it was both last night it was weird the first game the first game against the wings and kings game were best game. like the way they started that first game against the wings not the third period yeah that was awesome how they that played third that period game. yeah that third period was like a total collapse we we don't remember that it's just me or is the whole nhl kind of more boring this year yeah i have to watch more Oh, I, the rest of the league. I, honestly, I feel I'm not like there's not like I don't feel like we're yeah. seeing like the super high level elite talent that we were seeing last year and the year before. And maybe it's the McDavid effect because McDavid's not having as good of a year. But I just feel like the league is just kind of slower. I more boring this year. I mean, Tom maybe it's Brady my said about the the NFL that it's a mediocre league now, and I, I feel yeah. that way about the NHL. <laughs> like 
I you can't like do anything would... anymore. You can't hit. Yeah. You can't. You can't do anything in NFL. You can't hit the quarterback like a second yeah. after he throws the ball. You can't do anything. It's. Ridiculous. I just feel like we're not. We're just not like hearing a lot. We're not. We're not like seeing like. Um, yeah, like the biggest like drama is Jacob Chickering going into the fucking wrong locker room. Like, come on, yeah. like. That's the best we got this season, and yeah, like coaches Bedard being fired left and right. The, the Bedard yeah. moms thing, Jordan Cairo being booed. Like, or like, yeah, what did you guys think of that? I feel bad for Ruby, honestly. Like, oh, I don't Ruby know, shouldn't have what? got. That's ridiculous. He dude. shouldn't have got fired, but I saw it coming. Like, I, yeah, I, I felt like too. this year he was gonna get fired, even if it was undeservedly so. Like, it felt, it just felt like it was gonna be the time. Uh, even though he shouldn't have got they the axe. Put, they should probably build a statue for that, man, because how many times did the Dude. Blues make playoff runs and just not come through? And then they finally did it with Barubi. Yeah. The they, everybody at least expected it. Yeah, now they should go out and get Gerard gone and then build a statue for him. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what Kyrie was doing like with that cop like I really don't understand what he was trying to say with with it like yeah, and then he got was... emotional after the game and then I felt bad for him but like that's a hockey town so it's like I I feel I, I think the whole situation was handled poorly from every aspect I think Kyrie was yeah. stupid for making the comments yeah. I think that the booing was o- overboard with that and I think that Kyrie you know, fine. I get you're upset, but like borderline crying over the booing. It's like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I, the entire thing was handled poorly from, from the entire, uh, from the fans and Cairo. Like, I think that was just yeah. handled poorly. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody will pick up, uh, Craig Berube. Yeah. He won't be unemployed long. He'll, he'll have a role somewhere. Might not be, even be a coach role. He'll get a role somewhere. Yeah. For sure. I He's mean, too good of a coach. Yeah, he'll probably get a job soon. Who was it that? Uh, no, Minnesota hired. Uh, Minnesota should have. You know, the <laughs> laugh is saying extend Lambert. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was joking. So the way I know uh, is, um like one of the customers at the store is um, he's friends with. He graduated with Baruby's wife, so he's good friends with Baruby, and he's an Islanders fan. So I'm like, watch, watch Lambert get fired, and then the Islanders hire Ruby, and my Bro. the guy I know just goes crazy or something like that. Watch that happen. Do you want me I, to be an asshole? Go ahead. You know who maybe makes a coaching change after this year if they miss the playoffs? The Rangers. The Devils. Um, it just extended rough though. Yeah. But yeah, dude. but it's not uncommon to fire a guy even after you extend them. Um, really. Craig Berube in uh in New Jersey. No, oh, shut the stop the Z. I don't want to hear it enough. Don't enough. Uh, or I I mean, God, shut the fuck up. Or Montreal. Maybe St. Louis finally gets the X. Maybe Craig Berube goes to Montreal. Marty St. Louis. Still love that guy. God. Love that guy, but I I don't think he should be an NHL coach. Um Woodcroft got extended and then fired. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Can can we start yeah. a rumor that Minnesota sucks really bad and they're gonna they're gonna trade all their top Dude, assets and Caprizo's gonna come? No, Caprizo's gonna become available. Oh. Yeah, we, we will be there. Oh. Yeah, we'll be there for that. I would and they retain that. a year on the contract, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I would love that. No, they're oh, gonna honestly, retain all three. What's they're the gonna cap retain hit? All three years. What's Superello's cap hit? 
Um, six uh, million, six, and then after yeah. that's four point one million. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just saying, I, man. Man, watching Frank Vetrano last night, he looked bad. That hurt more than a razor scooter to the shin bone. Watching him play, like he, he, honestly, he didn't have I the best he, game. I thought he sucked last. Night. I didn't think he sucked. I <laughs> I thought he played okay, but it's like I wish he was still here. I really do. Same. I thought for sure it was a lock that he was scoring, especially that on that one power play where he got the cross crease pass and had the mm-hmm. wide open yeah. net. Yeah, I thought that was it right there. He didn't get the shot off, though. Yeah, I thought that was the goal right there. And I thought it was a lock. Ryan Strom scores a tap-in goal because, of course, but it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't miss the net. Irony. Um, Last question, guys. uh, Weakest link on the team right now? Blake Wheeler. Um, Right now? Blake Wheeler. That's a fair pick. Um, I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not taking cap hit. I'm not taking anything into, in, into context, except for the fact we're talking strictly about a player who is beyond the, mo- it, 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 when you say the weakest link, the thing that comes to mind is the most replaceable Blake Wheeler. Okay. I have, uh, I have two, well, technically three, honestly, but I know you're going to say probably you're going to say Schneider, aren't you? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I'll go different then. Um, to me, it's between two guys, but if we're going for a guy that's, you know, more like get him the fuck off my team. It's Barkley Goudreau. Um, and it's, it's <laughs> yeah. very easy. It, like a cap hit aside, cap hit aside. Adam Edstrom came up and played a better game than I've seen Barkley Goudreau play ever in a, in a yeah. fucking Ranger sweater. Like I'm, I don't understand what this guy brings to the table that people are like, Oh, he brings intangibles. What fucking intangibles am I missing? Like, Oh, cool. He did. Someone uh, said this in my post game. Oh, he was great for being calm, cool, and collected when Gudis uh, whacked him. So then they got a power play. Yeah, that's cool. But I can think of a lot are, of other players that aren't making nearly four million dollars. I could do the same. Yeah, like what? What am I missing here? And he's having his worst year, obviously, right now. He sucks. And the Rangers signed a bunch of guys for league minimum that are outplaying him. Like yeah. Nick Bonino's been better. Uh, Jimmy VC is far and away better. Uh, Brzezinski comes up better. Pitlick better. Cooley in his first full season better. Edstrom coming up looked better. Like I don't literally anybody is better. How how this guy? You know, I want to know what I'm missing. I I, like somebody needs to tell me what I'm what I'm not putting together here. I think it'll be a while before the Rangers hand out another one of those contracts because they've drafted a (laughs) lot of guys. Say that every time, and they fucking find (laughs) a way to do it. They have a lot of guys in the minors now that. Fit that role. Was Pop strong for laughing at the serious moment, dude? It's just I, I just I think that the worst thing that ever happened to the Rangers was that Tom Wilson incident because the second that happened, it was all about oh we need to get tougher. Then it was literally in one offseason signing Tenorti, trading a third round pick for <laughs> Ryan Reeves, trading Buknevich for for semi play in a second. Like like what? The, like that was the worst possible thing that could have ever happened. It, it got JD and Gordon fired, which no. They were fired before that. Hey, I don't know about all that, but uh, either way, they were fired after the the Wilson incident, and then they didn't want to be a part of the statement, and then they got canned. So yeah, and I, John, that comment couldn't be any more spot on. He was arguably the worst of that those cup winning teams in Tampa. It was terrible. Mm. 
Outside of maybe six million dollars a year, how like how are we that outside of fine Zach Bogosian? If you want to be technical with who is the worst on a a cup winning team or like Kevin Shattenkirk, but I like it's so stupid. Like even because people are like, oh, if he was making two million or one and a half, he'd be acceptable. No, like he doesn't do anything for this team that that moves me, and he needs to be. They need to find a way to get him off. The he's as the he's as effective as Tanner Glass was when Tanner Glass was making a million a million four. He's as effective and equally as disliked. It, he's not at all what he's advertised to be. No, he's terrible. Like I thought, <laughs> like he's awful. I thought he would be like an analytical. No, he's and he was the ass opposite in Tampa too. Like, like it was there were nobody in their right mind that knew anything about Barkley Goudreau was like, oh yes, yeah, we need him and we need to sign a fourth line center, a fourth line winger at best to a six year contract. It just, none of it ever made sense. It was stupid. I remember I was at work when I saw the Rangers traded for Goudreau and I was like, fuck. And then I saw the extension. I was like, fuck. Even louder, because it was stupid. It made no sense. Start to finish, he should have never been on the team for $3.6 million. And we're like, well, that's the price you play for a guy who won a Stanley Cup. Fuck him and his Stanley Cups. That's not the point. The point was, you're paying a literal fourth liner, who isn't even as effective as most fourth liners in the NHL, $3.6 million. He is making the same amount of money as a consistent 20-goal scorer named Frank Vetrano, who we let walk. Yeah, so Pat Maroon's worth 3.6, too. I I I'm about to wig the fuck out right now. I didn't hate the trade at first because I was like, all right, you're getting I fourth line help. It. I didn't hate the trade. I hated the extension, though. The, yeah. the extension I was garbage. I hated it. I hated it. It was stupid. It made thought, no sense. I thought at all. most I thought at most he was going to get like three years and sign for like one and a Sucked. half mil. And I would have been like, all right, you know, fine. But once they saw uh, six years at 3.6, a bitch, terrible uh, over it. Hold on. Let, let's go. Let's wait, wait, real... wait, wait. I got to get something off my chest. All right, you dude. get something off your chest. Gonna, I'm going to fucking do this real you quick. You guys are going to get mad at me, but I, I kind of wanted Goudreau. Uh, I actually, no, not kind of. I, I did want Goudreau. I wanted a player like that. I wanted like Benino or Goudreau, one of those guys, because I thought they would be good. For like like bottom six players, like I, I didn't think they were gonna get uh, six years though. And Joey, I was six, wait 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 hang on I didn't think that was gonna be the price. I was like oh yeah I want that player, but I was like oh was yeah for probably like one year like one million dollars, and then it's like all right here six years three point six what? I was with you, Joey. I made an entire video about bottom six guys the Rangers could get, and Parker Kucher was one of them. Right, I didn't think he was gonna mean. get that much money though. Can we do that? Let's go over something real quick, right? Just gonna, just gonna do this real quick. We're talking about the 2021 Sorry, free agency when we got Barkley Goudreau. 1.8 mil per cup. All right, Barkley Goudreau got an AAV of 3.6. Go f your mother, right? Okay, good. These are all the 2021 free agents that made less than Barkley Goudreau, starting from Pius Suter and working your way down. Brock McGinn, better. Sean Crowley, better. Nick Ritchie, eh, terrible. Hola, better. But you know at the time. Probably. Matisse Yamark, Jordan Martinuk, Luke Lindenning, David Kampf, Thomas Nozick, Marcus Johansson, Evander, eh, Stepan, eh, Derek Ryan, eh, Kasha, eh, eh. Oh, Freddie Goudreau, Danton Heinen. Danton Heinen. Our guy. Eh. Corey Perry, who is as effective 
Can Archibald please be here? Uh, Michael Bunting, Tyler Ennis, Derek Broussard, Cogliano, Evan Rodriguez, Darren Helm, Jim Lee VC, Nate Thompson, anybody fucking any of these players in the NHL now or not would probably have been a better choice. Is Archibald I'm, there? I'm, like, like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know who. I'm just, I'm, I'm so pissed right now. Like, or, or here's an idea: just none of them. This is the off season that they became free agent. That Goudreau was a few. Correct. Goudreau would have been part of his UFA class. I, I, I'm telling you right now. I just named ten guys that are better than him today. That Hyman was you could have had for agent? less. Yeah. Yeah. That was the year he signed with Edmonton. He, he, ah! we, yes, Edmonton oh, yeah, broke yeah, the yeah, Hyman yeah. that year. It was <laughs> Philip Deneau. It's like, bro. It's like there were so many Jack Harlow options. Like it just didn't make sense. Like to fucking just, yeah. Deneau is an interesting. To know is interesting for me because I like I like the player, but for what it was reported that he was asking, I'm like, uh, I don't think I was good. the only Ranger fan banging the Zach Hyman drum. Like I was beating I that drum that it would have been that would have been a good move. And sure enough, he goes I mean, to Edmonton. I'm mean the center. No, he doesn't. No, no he doesn't. This is this is Spo track, so I would just yeah, don't. But, but it's like, dude. I mean, in terms of AAV, I mean, look at all the guys that offseason. Savard, eh, Adler, eh. It's just guys that made less money than he did. I just, I just, Delzato. Yeah, Delzato. Tenorti. I just, I don't know. I it's just, he sucks, and we we did not need to make that move. We by no means needed to make that move. Or we could have just again never let Jesper Foss go in the first place and had him for a million six less than Barkley Goodrow. Right, like that, that's also an option. Marty Natchez. They won't Natchez trade him to the Rangers. They, they won't trade him to the Rangers, so just put no. that to bed. It's just right off the rip. Don't even worry about that. My that buddy happened. used to work out with uh, Marty Natchez. The guy I started the podcast with a long time mm-hmm. ago. He worked out with uh, with Natchez. That's pretty cool. Uh, Nick, meet yeah, Nick. You need to meet uh, Archibald. I oh, give me Archibald, bro. Give me Archibald, bro. Bring back Tyler Vaught. I need that more than anything. Yeah, I need it more than anything. Um, also, weakest link on the team, I say Schneider. Rangers have given up 34 high-danger goals against at 5v5 this year. Schneider has been out there for 16. That's 47%. Of- yeah, he sucks. I uh, I said in the preseason, he sucks. That was, had, one, that was one guy I was actually right about I when assessing his- him in the preseason. I had his back for the longest time, and now I'm starting to look the other way. I'm sorry, Braden. Where's the same number as Delzato too? It's just yeah, perfect, I know. That's it? what that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh god, maybe he really is the next Delzato. History is repeating itself. Unrelated to this conversation, every time I see Johnny Brzezinski with that number 22 and the long last name, I just think it's Shane Kirk on the ice. Yeah, like I, it, it throws me off every time. Oh, and weakest linking, uh, link, uh. Blah, blah, blah. Weakest guy on the Mets, Joey Wendell. Um, oh my I, I just want to throw even... that out there because I yeah. hate Joey Wendell. I hate the Mets. Me too. That's another thing too, like why we I'm get not even mad because we. Another reason, like why we get mad, too, is because we're expecting the other shoe to drop, and that's the entire existence of the Mets. It's like, all right, fuck the Mets. Things are going right. Things are going good. We got a good owner. He's spending money on the team. He's getting players that that are good. But when's it all gonna go wrong? Injuries happen. Underperforming. Old Mets. Yankees get Soto. You know what I mean? Like uh, Dodgers get Otani. Nothing. Like th- there's no good. 
Just the Mets, everything the Mets do, everything the Mets touch is just terrible. At least the Mets lucked out with the Scherzer trade because he's now out. Yeah. Yeah. He's out for what, this season or half the season? Probably half. We got Acuna who's going to just, you know, be compared to his brother the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, fellas. I'm ready for lunch. Quick announcement for anybody going to the Rangers Stadium Series game. We're going to be putting me, Nick, and Evan are trying to do Rangers trivia. We want to do some content. We want to film some content there. So if you're there, uh, hit us up. We'll do some content. We'll give out some uh, some prizes. I have some prizes that I could give away, but you got to answer some trivia questions. What are you doing, Nick? Answer the question. Yeah, Recording. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will be there. I need it more than anything. Mbappe, yes. the Francis double Mbappe. meme. Yes, need it more than anything. Uh, what is it? We and we will not be going Barack to Jersey after that. I'm afraid of New Jersey. <laughs> we will not be going Barack to Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey it's Jover after it, that one. Yeah, it's Jover after that. <laughs> I have a target on my back there anyway. I'm scared. I'm glad they're not playing the Devils. That would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Devil fans like ugly. The, there's a target on my back with Devil fans. It's bad. All right. Mm. Well, anyways, fellas, thanks for being here doing the pod with me. Everybody watching on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, and and YouTube, thanks for being here. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, go Rangers. Hopefully we get a, a nice win against the Bruins tonight. Need uh, it. We'll, we'll see you guys next more week. More than anything. Need it more than anything. Deuces. Hey, Rangers fans. Thank you so much for listening to the Ice Cold Takes podcast this week. Make sure you follow at Ice Cold Takes pod on Twitter to stay up to date with the latest Rangers info. See you all next week. Time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.